0: warning explicit content listener discretion is advised
1: hey what's up everybody welcome back to the great northeast BJJ podcast this is season 2 episode 11 part 3 of the BJJ Globetrotters USA camp episodes so for this one we got to uh, sit down and talk to Christian Graugart he is the uh, the original Globetrotter the original BJJ Globetrotter I guess Um, he backpacked around the world for five months and trained jiu-jitsu at 56 different gyms and then wrote a book about the experience. Um, the book came out in 2012. And since then, he's been you know, doing a lot of these camps and uh, a lot of crazy stuff. So he's a real interesting dude. I still have no idea where he's from. <laughs> um, I don't even know what language he speaks. But I think... Uh, He does some interesting stuff and he puts on really cool camps all over the world and he does it differently than, um, I think most people do things. He, uh, um, he, he goes to places he wants to go and, and if he's not into it, he doesn't do it. And, um, he, I, you know, I think he's just traveling around trying to spread good vibes like, uh. It was kind of like a a Jack Kerouac, um, on the road, Ken Kesey kind of vibe for the BJJ community. Um, So we sat down in a really cool like old theater, and uh, him and I talked about what he's up to, what he's all about. Um, So definitely check him out. If you don't know who he is, get the book. I think it's free. Um, Definitely worth reading. Good stuff. Um, and go to one of his camps and and uh, and get some of them good vibes and train with the people there and meet a bunch of people from all over the world. So, also, Black Belts for Butterflies, West Coast Fundraiser, San Jose, California, July 22nd and 23rd. Make sure you go check that out if you're in the area. It's Black Belt for Butterflies, bb4bf.org. Um, It's an organization devoted to promoting awareness and acceptance for autism. Devin Powell, our friend Devin, is fighting at the UFC, UFC Fight Night 113, June 25th in Oklahoma City. If you don't know Devin, he's a great guy and you should definitely support him. BJJPREHAB.com. It's a new site to help people, grapplers, um, with preventing and treating injuries from grappling bjjprehab.com make sure you check that out and as always if you want to make your jujitsu better you should be using tortuga soap thanks a lot everybody hope you enjoy this episode take it easy
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This is like episode three of the day from the BJJ Globetrotters USA Camp 2017. Um, super stoked to have our friend Christian <laughs> Graugart. You
0: said it. I was
2: looking for help, man. I was I was looking for the definitive uh, pronunciation with us. Um, in case you don't know, Christian, he puts on these camps he is basically the original BJJ Globetrotter, wrote a book um, about his travels. How long, ago, how long ago did you write the book? Uh, it's
0: five years ago, I believe. Well, it took a year to write it, so between, it's between five and six years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so like, you guys should all go
2: check out the book, and we won't go and do like the book report. We expect you guys to go get the book and read it. Um, it's free, by the way. <laughs> it's free, so you should definitely get it. Um I've read it a couple times. I love it. Um I think it's a great book and it inspired me for sure to get out more and, and travel and meet people. Um What's changed since you wrote the book? I mean, so basically for people who haven't read the book yet, it you know, some stuff happened and uh and and kind of drove you to go out and and live life and not waste time, right? I
0: mean, is that sort of Yeah, I think it was kind of a a classic case of that a sudden uh, a sudden urge to to do something and not just get stuck in uh, what I was already doing so I'm definitely not the only one who's ever done that but uh, I guess I just happened to write a book about it
2: and a lot of people are doing it now man like you've inspired a lot of people to to do it
0: yeah I think it was I, I felt like it was a very kind of important experience for me and I, I when I got home I I just started kind of thinking about how I could I could share that with people and and uh, create something that could help people to you know get out the door and maybe do the same thing. And here we are, five years later, six years later. So you didn't just go to like
2: London and you know these places that like you went way off the beaten path. And I'm kind of interested, like especially. I know you were training with, like, some kids, and there was a picture in the book. Was it in Moldova? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever, do you know, like, have you ever kept in touch with any of those guys? And Yeah, I, st- I still talk with
0: them now and then, just a little. They're still training? Yeah, a few of them. Uh, a lot of them uh, started, you know, t- training kind of serious after I was there. I, not because I was there, but, like, in that following period, and they opened a the gym, and politics happened they split up (laughs) and now there are lots of gyms and I think they're doing really well I mean it's it's nice to follow just to see how how things are going with them so so yeah they still train they have like a a national competition once a year or something that's getting pretty big so it's nice to see that things are happening
2: nice Uh, I mean because when
0: you were there it
2: sounded like You know, like I mean, the picture is like a classic picture of this little kid wearing a gi that is like way too big, and and the pants were cut, I think, and it was like it's freezing in there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was winter. There was no heating, so it was kind of cold.
2: (laughs) So, for all of us out there that complain a little bit in the gym, where you know, we got it pretty good, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, what changed after, after you wrote the book? I mean, things
0: changed for you. Yeah, you could say so. I think um, I kind of just put a lot of focus into, uh, you know, trying to build, as I said, like tools for for making this easier, because when I went on the trip, I was I had just Google and and that was Google and email. That was all I had to kind of make it happen. So I just I just purchased random play tickets wherever I was. I just looked up like, where can I go? tomorrow within a certain budget and then i googled bjj that place and emailed them and asked if i could come by and it kind of worked out pretty well but I, I, it, it took quite an effort so when i got home i thought how, how, how can i keep doing this and how can i you know make make it easier because uh, it, was, it was quite a big effort to to make it happen so and also how, how can i create something so other people can do that easier and that like just spun off a ton of projects and uh and that kind of, kind of became BGJ globetrotters, whatever it is. I have no idea. It seems like a, a huge living organism on its own right now. But um, is it like the biggest? Um,
2: is it the biggest? Like I don't know, jujitsu
0: team or something now or something like that. No, is- I don't think so. But I mean, it, if I guess it, it depends on how you how you define an affiliation. All right. Um, but in terms of quote-unquote affiliated academies, we have like 350, and I think there was recently an article about the biggest in the world, and I think we're like the third biggest or something.
2: It's pretty amazing, so,
0: though. Well, I, mean, I, I, just, the, I just want to beat Gracie Baja.
2: <laughs> <All>
0: right? <laughs> the evil empire? Uh, I don't know if it's real affiliations or not. I depend. I guess it depends on how you see it. If, affiliated with BJ Club Trotters could be anything you want. It can be just like a, a statement that you. Uh, they just say they're in, with it, right? Yeah, I mean, you like, don't require that. That you uh, that you welcome visitors. It can also be like work as an as an actual traditional affiliation where you use it for networking, training. You know, getting instructors and. In, promotions or whatever but it doesn't have to be so i mean it's it's kind of a a flexible thing but there are 350 academies on the list uh, at the moment so it's amazing um i feel like you know when you
2: this is really the first i've met you before but you know and and we've this is the first time we've really sat down and talked but like it's kind of like... I don't know if you know... Evan Tanner used to fight in the UFC... I remember he, So his thing was like... The power of one... And like it was like... One person could do something... And change the world... And so... And then we all have that... Um, capacity in us to do it... And so like... Even though it's the first time... You and I are like... Sitting down and talking... You have affected my life... In that... You know... I've become good friends... With Chris Howder in this thing... And we've had this great bond... And like all these, other, like Brad Wolfson, and all these other guys have come into my life, and Globe Charters coming into the academy I train, and so it's really amazing, you know.
0: It really is amazing to me. I think it's as I the way I see it is, is I just try to kind of build, a, say maybe like a vehicle for for just making things happen. Yeah, just just, just some sort of. of yeah, I think vehicle is the right word for bringing people together. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, I I just, you know, do it mostly for myself, you know, so mm-hmm. I can make new friends and, and go somewhere, <laughs> and like, uh, you know, create some opportunities in life. So, and, and if I can share that with uh, several thousand people, that, that's, that's just great. You know, send out some, plant some good seeds of karma here and there and see what comes back. Good
2: vibes. People are sharing techniques, like all with each other. Like just today, I mean, I shared and had people share techniques with me from from all over, and it
0: was amazing. And that's in an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm always too tired at the camps to to work on any t- techniques. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I, I need to uh, preserve my energy for the open mats and. Uh, and all the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But I try to roll with everyone at the camps, but it's really difficult. How many people are at this camp? You know? uh, 120. It's a lot of people. Yeah. So I guess even if I rolled, like, two minutes, which <laughs> that would be 240 minutes, like, four hours nonstop, not happening.
2: After, uh, I mean, that, one of the things from the book, too, that sort of stands out to me was, like, I think you were, we're in Singapore and, like, you went on the marathon uh, like training thing like train the oh, train yeah, like right. five times
0: in a day i was younger back then right <laughs> 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 no I, I i know we did we did five academies in 48 hours yeah that's that's that was, pretty good i know stupid is what you were before. yeah right good <laughs> yeah. stupid I, I paid for that with uh because you were injured no well, the yeah yeah i wasn't slightly injured back then this was when i was young and and pushed myself too much yeah I don't do that anymore.
2: So now you you had an academy in... Am- in
0: Are you about to say Amsterdam? I was, man. I was. <laughs> <That's> so American. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> you speak Dutch too, right? Over, over there. Over... Yeah, we're, we're, Is we're, it Dutch or French? <laughs> <laughs> Where was your academy? Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Denmark. Denmark. The Denmark. capital of Sweden. The
2: capital of Sweden. <laughs> Is that in Europe? So you don't, but you you sold the academy, yeah. right?
0: I I I ran that for thirteen years, and finally sold my part in it. It's a very difficult decision, but it was also one of the, the the best decisions I've ever made. I think in terms of just you know, I think just in general, letting go of stuff in life is kind of kind of important. And uh, so I sold that. Just kept teaching there for a for a bit and. Yeah, and then eventually left. When you left
2: to go on the trip, I know in the book, it was, you know, you were, like, worried people were going to stay. And there was one, like, at some point in the, on the trip, a guy was, like, put on Facebook, like, I'm quitting jujitsu or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Did he ever come back?
0: Yep. Nice. And yeah, he's back. And he actually started his own little academy. He moved uh, out to another city, and I think he's still training a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Came back. In the moment, it was a, it was something like very difficult for me, but, but I think looking back at it, it was in the big picture, people come and go, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think it was, it was a, it was a process, it's a process to learn that as a, as an instructor that you can't, for all kinds of reasons, you can't hold on to people forever, you know, you just gotta do whatever you can and then whoever stays will stay and whoever leaves will leave.
2: When you left, so when you sold your academy, I mean, was that like uh, must have been tough, right? Like you've been there for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. As I said, it was it was a difficult decision, but it was also the right thing to do. Yeah. Know? At some point, I, I, you know, I, I did, I started doing the academy to get out of my office job, right? Which I did, like graphical design, software development kind of thing, and. uh 13 years later, you know, you kind of realize that having an academy is just another office job because you're answering emails and taking care of payments and, you know, all kinds of boring stuff. You sit in front of the computer more than anything. Uh, so I thought it was would be an important thing for me to kind of reset and try again to see if I could, if I could you know, start all over with something else. And, uh, and also just to uh, kind of m- make a few decisions to, to kind of, my life in a direction where I would have the freedom to to grab any kind of opportunity that might drop into my lap, uh, generated by just, again, planting little seeds of karma everywhere I go and to see what comes out of it. And uh, yeah, that was exactly what happened. A great opportunity showed itself and I was kind of in a position to just go for it. And I, I managed to move to the Caribbean. St. Se- Bart's? Seven months ago, yeah.
2: So you lived there full-time, you brought your family, living there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is there. What's the jujitsu scene like, and what
0: was it like when you got there? Was there any? Well, well I've, I, I, um, when I wrote the book, uh, a guy read it, and he emailed me and asked, like, uh, hey, we're a very small group training in St. Bart's, and we'd love to have someone to come over and help us out for a few weeks. I was like, where the fuck is St. Bart? So I, I looked up a Google map and I, I started to zoom out. It was just ocean around it. And I realized it was a small French island in the Caribbean. Like, I, I replied to that email in 30 seconds. that yep, I'm going. And uh, started to develop a, a, a great relationship with the guys there. And came back every year, started to do a camp there. And uh, eventually, like two years ago, when I was there, I, when I left, I said, well, guys, if you if you hear about anything, like an apartment or something, just because I sold a gym, you know, I saved up some money. I, I created kind of uh non-location-based income source, which was kind of been my mission for a while to, to do that. And I was in a position to 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 go for any opportunity that showed itself. And uh, I told them, well, if, if you have, if you hear about anything, because it's notoriously difficult to find accommodation there, uh, let me know. I was like, kind of, yeah not going to happen. Then I, I go home and one week later they send me an email like, yeah, we have an apartment for you. You need to make a decision right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so it was really scary and uh, but it would be, no matter what, it would be even worse to not do it. I mean, I could not not try. So at least can always go back home. You know, so. Uh, so we took the chance and uh, we've been there seven months now and I I love it. It's nice. Very nice. There we're like it's a small like non profit gym. I teach for free and everybody can come in and train and uh we train like three days a week plus like a little bit in the daytime, whoever want to do that, but we're like twenty five guys or something, twenty five people. It's pretty good. Beginners, I, I have some work to do, but uh but it's it's going in the right direction I feel, so so and again, I think it's just really a, a great example of just just doing a lot of little good things for people, and then you know in the long run, some of that is gonna, it's gonna is gonna grow into some opportunities in life. And I was I was very very fortunate that I I spent that year of like uh, frustratingly trying to write a book in in English every single night for a year in my couch. It was a horrible project. And uh, I hated it so much. <laughs> but, um, it took so much effort to, to write that, but I mean, the the right person read it and that completely changed everything for me. And thank you, Pierre. He's now my, he's now my, uh, jiu jitsu student, landlord, lawyer, and, ah. surf, and surf instructor. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you never know where it takes you. And, uh, that's that's pretty much what I've been been aiming for for a while, and that's that's how I try to do do everything. Keep keep all options open, and, and be nice to anyone you run into. You never know, they might they might change everything for you. Every single person you meet, so. Is that? I mean, I feel like I kind of got out of your book,
2: and I get, and, in, and it's a part of jujitsu, and a part of traveling too. Maybe is like having fear and facing them, and and just doing it anyway. You know, is that like?
0: Does that sound right? Does like... Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about how cool Pierre is. (laughs) We got to (laughs) meet Pierre.
2: How do you? uh, What's what makes? There's a lot of jujitsu people that like to travel. Why why do jujitsu people like to travel so much? Or is it just the people I know that are on Instagram or something? But it seems like... I have no idea. You know, it seems like they go hand in hand, like jujitsu and surfing.
0: I have no idea. Just happens. Yeah, I don't know. Well, obviously, I, could, I think part of globetrotters now is that like along the years here, I've 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 more and more thinking of it as as a way that I can kind of build and like and not invent, but kind of feed the the culture of jujitsu traveling and in, in, and and do it in a in a good positive way and and kind of uh, so a lot of things I do is 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 just trying to inspire people to to go right. somewhere and. uh and pretty much do like bigger or smaller versions of what I did. So so I, I put a lot of effort into building, you know, finding people who can who can write travel jiu jitsu travel blogs. Or we have the newsletter and and you know make, write stories and interviews with people who are doing cool things and and breaking the the norms. And so it's pretty much like my main focus is just to kind of nurture that culture of. Uh, jiu-jitsu traveling for I don't even know for weeks well yeah I just like it yeah, yeah. Good, good things can come out of it it's a, it's a long term investment do you
2: ever feel uh, does, does you, do you travel like not for jiu-jitsu like for fun with
0: your family or anything or yeah uh, as my friend says you I travel so much I don't have time to go anywhere so <laughs> uh, yeah well family holidays now and then which is kind of it's nice you know when I but um but yeah this, this this year, for instance,' is, is kind of busy with camps. I do 10 camps in 12 months, so this this a lot, but uh, I enjoy it every single time.
2: Are, the, are each camp like does each camp kind of have a different vibe? No, I'd say
0: the vibe is, is the same, but, but I, I try to make the the contrast of the experiences as, as big as possible. Um, I want the camps to be as as different as possible. Um, like there's a bunch of people here who were just at the El Salvador camp uh, a few months back and and it was two completely like two completely different experiences for them which is exactly how I wanted and and the reason is kind of simple is that the way I see the camps are just like me designing my own dream holidays and then inviting people along (laughs) that's that, that that's the way that's the only way it works for me like if I'm not in, incredibly passionate about going somewhere, then the camp is never going to work. I think so, so. So if I did the same surf jiu jitsu camp ten times a year, like I would, I would hate it. You know? So, so I try to make them as different as possible. But so you go to Austria, right? Skiing, yeah, snowboarding, snowboard camp. Yeah,
2: you do something in Greenland too.
0: We did a camp in Greenland. It was fantastic. Nice. Absolutely. It was a free camp. It was a karma camp. So, <laughs> as long as you could get yourself to to Greenland, I took care of the rest. Um, great experience. Incredibly expensive to, and difficult to get there, which is, is also why uh, I've been having trouble, like repeating that one. I really wanted to do this this winter as a, as an extreme winter camp in Greenland. Uh, but, um,
2: what's Greenland like? Like there is the is there one city and then like
0: It's just uh an incredibly large uh ice country with just ice. Yeah. It's it's enormous. And uh yeah, there's there are like little little towns around the, the coastal areas where there are no roads or anything. You can't you can't drive between them. you have to fly or sail. Huh. And then we're in the capital, Nuuk, And uh it was interesting for me because Greenland is is kind of is part of Denmark. They they kind of have their their own government at this point. We're still part of the Kingdom of Denmark or something, you know. So so I I love geography and history, and uh, so it's been something we had a lot about in school. Like, uh, it's kind of a Danish colony. I don't know. So so in terms of history, it's very interesting for me to go there and and, and see that part of of Danish history, and. Um, which is why I also really enjoy going to Iceland, and, and I'm working hard on making that happen next year, hopefully.
2: Iceland's pretty amazing, right? I mean, like geologically, I, I went to college for geology at one point, and mm-hmm.
0: I mean that's like there's things happening there right now that you can watch and see. It's pretty much like every time you turn around a, a corner, it looks like a new scene from uh, Lord of the Rings, right? That's pretty, that's how it is. So was there was there jujitsu
2: on Greenland or did yeah, there's you...
0: a uh, a, f- a friend of mine who was from Greenland, he, he moved to Denmark to study, and then uh, he trained with me there a little bit, and then he went moved back home to work, and uh, and he started a, a little club. I think there are like ten people or something, but it's incredibly remote. Probably the most remote place I've been in the world. Really, and, uh, it's it's amazing. I, I loved it there. It was, was quietest place I've been on earth. Um, couldn't imagine a more remote place to live. It's like really, you really had the feeling that, that nature is in charge there. Like you're, you're just a, a tiny little animal at the bottom of the, of the food chain. There it's, it's kind of cool. They have, they have, fucking, they have like, they have like 24 seven guards, you know, guarding the city for polar bears <laughs> <laughs> because they try to get into town and they have to just like, you know, they have like, yeah, they have like watchtowers looking for polar bears at the edge of the city, it's pretty badass. <laughs> I love that aspect. Yeah. Like, you know, you it's not like living in a big city where like like that was nature was in charge and it can kill you anytime. Yeah. <laughs> what we want, but Right. That was kind of interesting. I, w- I really want to go back, but getting there from from Saint Bart's is a nightmare. It takes me like three days to get there and the tickets are four thousand dollars or something. <laughs> Do they do?
2: I mean, do they have like a
0: regular airport? Yeah, but it's it's far away from the from the capital because uh. there's not many flat places on the island. So they, there's like one place that's or island. I say island. It's more like a I don't know if it's like a <laughs> continent or something. It's right? Ridiculously huge. Right. So you fly in. And there's only one place where the big uh, airplanes can land, and then you need to take like a little propeller to wherever you're going. So. Huh.
2: How I mean, you've been in the jujitsu thing for a long time. You've traveled all over, obviously. Like, have, how have you how have you seen it change? Good question. I don't know. I mean, it must. It's
0: must. Be. Well, I started with just just like four guys headlocking each other and watching <laughs> Chris Harder's VHS tapes. That's about it. And then now it's obviously more accessible, more like streamlined. We didn't even have, like, rash cards didn't exist back then. You know, it was T-shirts. T-shirts and, and swim, swim shorts. And I only had like old judo geese to train in, so I guess it's more fashionable now. It looks better. Right. Apart from that, I don't know. It's less mysterious, I guess.
2: You get a lot of women, more women coming to your... My wife is always interested. She's no. over there on the side. No,
0: we don't have many. Well, it's a small academy already,
2: so. but no. But like at the camps, you mm. see more women since you started or
0: same? I don't see a trend. Like some camps are a lot, some camps yep. not many. I guess it's just randomly who signs up and who brings their friends. And, right. You know, really, I don't see a trend in, in that really. It's quite many in the big camps. We have quite many, like in the Belgium camp, I think like 50 girls or something.
2: Seemed like quite a few at, at yeah. this camp here.
0: Yeah. But still, it's far, it's far from 50-50.
2: Right. No, definitely. What, what do you think? Uh, I mean, do you have like a plan of, which, you know, of what, you're, what this is going to become or is it just its own thing now and, and you kind of let it go? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what I'm
0: doing in six months, but we'll see. Yeah, but really, I've, I've never had kind of I I never had like a like a business plan. I didn't sit down like six years ago and said, okay, I'm gonna build this global jiu-jitsu community <laughs> of of tra- travelers and, and do training camps and, and design silly geese and stuff. And it's like no, I, I I just it just kind of happens one step at a time. At this point, I just you know. I think it's it's it lives its own organic life the, the whole community I could I just kind of sit back and and watch it evolve into whatever happens so which is it's interesting I I just I just feed it I just feed the the I don't know what it is the organism I just feed it good karma and kind of you know manage it a little bit and then then things happen apparently
2: um So thank you so much for everything you've done, man. It it, it has helped me tremendously, you know, um, and I've seen, like I said, you know, I've met a lot of people through you, um, and I don't even know you, (laughs) I do now, but, um, and just travelers, we've met some great people like globetrotters that have come through our gym on, on big trips, um. Daphne and John oh, yeah.
0: Kuniowski, I think, the is the guilds of the year.
2: Yeah, did they get really? <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they got that one.
2: Those guys are fantastic. And, uh, and they just sort of stumbled through our gym once. And, and so a lot of great things have come, I think, out of, out of what you've done, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, as I said, right, you never know, you know. Any person you run into can change everything for you. So better keep that door open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of sad if you don't, or it's usually just like a short term business model. Mm-hmm. It's going to crash, I think.
2: Seems like especially – I mean, maybe it's with everything, but especially in jujitsu where it's a small – it, even though it's gotten bigger, it's still pretty small. And mm. eventually you kind of – I'm not saying you know everybody, but you run into the same people and the same yeah. things, it seems like. So what's, what's up with the rest of the camp? You still got a couple of days left?
0: Yeah, I've been uh, – yeah, I've been a little bit tired because when I got here, uh, my flight from New York was canceled, so we had to drive like seven hours all night. It's not the best start of the camp for me. Oh yeah. Uh, this morning I woke up just in time for breakfast, and I uh, I had breakfast. I went back and I fell asleep immediately, and I woke up just in time for lunch. So it it kind of felt like I teleported from breakfast to lunch. <laughs> it was it was kind of weird, but I, I I'm at least I've this is my 25th camp so i'm wow. getting pretty good at, at, at recovery and uh you know pacing myself so i'm just spending today uh, relaxing a little bit because we have a long open mat tonight two hours of rolling and i, I always try to roll with as, as many people as i can and uh and then of course most important we have a beer pong tournament and, tonight and and and, and drunken dodgeball it's high stakes, so, yeah. That, so, I mean, I gotta be ready for that. Yeah, I, I can't train too much. I gotta be ready. For Get your that.
2: game face on.
0: I cannot lose the dodgeball tournament. <laughs> so. Um,
2: awesome, man. Thank you so much. Like I said, so where can is bjjglobetrotters.com?
0: Yeah, I guess that's the uh, you can find anything there. That's that's the hub. It it has all the information, but then, but most people still email me and ask about everything, so <laughs> which is totally fine. I'm I'm here to reply emails all day.
2: Nice, that sounds like fun. Um, cool man. Hopefully, I get to train with you a little bit tonight.
0: Yeah. Might, I'll get my two minutes in. Right. I don't know what time the open night is, but
2: I don't remember. We'll have to check this guy. All right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Most welcome. Most welcome for everything. Riddler, yep. you want to play us a song? Piano man. No thanks. Oh man. Okay.